You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Let's step out of uh, South Africa right now, head over to uh, Zambia, where the country has uh, been receiving quite a lot of attention this week. The head of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgieva, was there. The uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary, which is our equivalent of a finance minister, uh, Janet Yellen, was also there. And today, the uh, World Bank President, David Malpass, is speaking to Bloomberg about the country. Why? Well, uh, Zambia owes a lot of money uh, to quite a few people, uh, key institutions also, like the IMF and World Bank itself, but uh, mostly uh, China. So what has been happening is that uh, these key stakeholders have been locked up in intense discussions to carve out a plan to restructure the debt, some of the uh, money that uh, Zambia owes, reportedly around $17 billion. U.S. dollars. But it seems like agreeing a win-win solution for all stakeholders at the table is proving to be a little bit more difficult than maybe one or two of those participants had thought. We've got Daniel Kavisha, economist for Sub-Saharan Africa at RMB, for more on this. Daniel, thanks so much for uh, your time. It is interesting to see all the reporting around uh, Zambia uh, right now and the particular debt negotiations with so much finger-pointing at China, which is being framed as the uh, perpetrator here and uh, the uh, agent or the uh, country that is holding up these dead talk, debt talks from progressing. How or what is your view on how discussions are going so far? Thanks for having me. Look, I think it's it's a difficult one, you know, when a country defaults. And to your point, we then turn to the creditors and call them the perpetrators, right? That's a bit counterintuitive mm. if you if you just consider that in general. So so maybe that's in effect a great start. Um, Zambia had mopped up quite a bit of debt um, over the past decade, and you know the effects of the pandemic, coupled with you know just general mismanagement of, of funding and finances by government, led to them getting to a situation where they couldn't meet their obligations. And they negotiated to get into an IMF program, but in order for them to do that, you know, they had to analyze to a great extent broader debt sustainability um, analysis that they did to ensure that post this program, they would be on a path of, you know, sustainable growth, but then also they have some indication that on the fiscal side, and that's really looking at funding and how it is they manage their debt, that's also stable. So the focus has been on China because, you know, on average, that is the key creditor we're working with, you know, depending on the numbers that people are looking at, it has ranged between 30 and 35% of the external debt credit that is owed to China. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these figures have become, you know, better over the past few years with the new incumbent government being absolutely clear as to potentially how much is owed to them. But then we also forget that a third of this other debt is also held by what we consider what we just generally call private creditors, you know, your eurobond holders. And, you know, post this IMF in principle agreement, getting into a board approval and now getting to a point where we need to get on the table and agree on terms as to how the debt should be restructured and who actually gets a haircut. You know, it, you can expect a level of jostling from the players because everyone wants to ensure that they could recoup 
sufficiently or to a great extent part of the returns that they've had given that you know Zambia hasn't been able to make these requisite payments. Sure. So yes, it has been hard. I think you've been monitoring what's been coming out. China has been singled out. I think the reason why it's sort of flaring uh, across is because everyone is considering potentially across the continent, you know, are we setting precedent for how future negotiations able China will be? Secondly, you know, if they come onto the table with the favorable terms or they come onto the table with unfavorable terms at the end of the day, it also then sends a signal to market uh, regarding, you know, their participation in future with respect to get appetite not only to the continent, but it makes a lot of the sovereigns consider how it is they're going to be handling future negotiations with China. And it's not an easy position either way. Um, I think a lot of what's been reported has become quite political. I think your preamble at the beginning already stated that. It's, mm. it's really become one of those things where we're debating this politically and, and not necessarily on the side of, you know, what is the next steps that are necessary then to get this going. Yeah. Uh, I'll pause there. yeah. Sure. I mean, um, a really fascinating uh, story. And um, I'd like to understand how... Uh, you see this ending, yeah. probably a difficult yeah. <laughs> question to no, ask, but we, how you see this <laughs> ending and also the significance of yeah. Janet Yellen actually going all, over, all, all, all the way to Lusaka? Yeah. Look, I mean, the, <laughs> the reality is that we're going to get to terms regarding how the debt should be restructured, and I think there'll be a give and take from China and other bilateral countries, which is something we need to consider. Remember, you know, they went through the common framework. So just as for context for our listeners, China is not the only country that's owed. Uh, but then also official creditors, uh, as I mentioned earlier, private creditors, I think they'll all get to terms regarding this negotiation. The, the, the question really that we're debating is time, mm. right? Everyone was hoping that taking this path was going to be swift, and it just turned out not to be. You know, they got into this program over a year ago and they've been really waiting to get to terms. The authorities of the new government have disclosed all their numbers. They are really at the mercy of, of what happens with the creditors. Um, and, and they've stated all that they could. But what we're finding is that um, for reasons unknown, but you can only assume that people are trying to also protect their interests, so these things have been prolonged. So it's my take is we can't think that what we're seeing now in the news will lead to this issue being resolved soon. Q1, Q2, I, I highly doubt it. Except, you know, we, I, except yeah. I was uh, reading a story whereby the uh, IMF uh, head herself is quoted as saying that she's hopeful that the uh, talks will be wrapped up by the 1st of April. Do you reckon yeah. that's too so ambitious look, I mean, of a deadline? I mean, uh, as, as someone who's been sort of monitoring this for the past few years, uh, we've, we've heard headlines like this being given to us. All right. And so, you know, once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> I'll All have right. to wait and see it so I can believe it. But I just highly doubt we'll have everything resolved even in the first half of this year. Um, you know, if they can do it, great. And I'm happy to be proved wrong. But there, there are a lot of nitty-gritty issues that, that need to be resolved. Um, you know, one of the comments that I think also gets got the markets in a bit of disarray was, you know, the push that was coming out of China based on certain comments, again, that were within the media, that they were looking to consider that maybe local debt for Zambia needs to be part of the story. And that in itself, in itself brought about frenzy within the market. So I, I don't think it's, it's as simple as that. I think, you know, second half of the year, all these issues be resolved is 
a probability. Um, imminently, uh, I'm hoping that they can prove me wrong, but I, I highly doubt it's going to happen by May. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, Daniel, (laughs) thanks so much for uh, your time and really giving us that uh, thorough analysis of what is uh, happening over there in uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Daniel Kavisha, economist for Sub-Saharan Africa at RMB. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app And follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.